I'm Ross. I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. Uh, and today we are going to be taking a spoiler dive into uh, Tenet and discussing Chris Nolan movies. Ross, how the devil are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. I'm relaxed. I've just come back off a week away, right? So yeah, I'm like, nice. I'm actually just like, ha. Ah. So this is what it felt like for a week to not be in my home office, and it was right, nice, right? And now I'm back in my home office. Right, yeah, straight uh, back. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice. It's been nice to just you know get some distance and 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 kind of perspective. And um, I mean, from a purely personal point of view, I got to, got to feed an anteater. I mean, that's a very random thing to talk about on a film podcast. That's cool, though. That's really cool. Yeah, it was. We went to um, Longleat Safari Park, and you can pay to do various VIP experiences. Because it was a bank holiday Monday, the only one that was left was feeding the anteaters, which I was like, well, that's really fucking cool because I like anteaters. And um, he was very friendly. He licked my foot. Oh. Yes. Yes, I know. You, yeah, with that kind of foot fetish love, you'd think that Tarantino would have an uh, anteater. Mm. Hmm. So uh, we're not here to talk about uh, anteaters. We are here to talk about movies. And um, let's let's kick off the podcast as we do every episode by talking about the last films we saw. Uh, new and not so new. So, uh, Ross, my learned friend, my buddy, my partner in crime, um, my love, my lifelong hetero partner, as, uh, as David <laughs> Bob would say. <laughs> oh, I've got a little bit mad. Um, what was the last film you saw? Well, <clears throat> uh, Jenny and I have recently been going on a Bond jag. Oh my god, I'm so fucking jealous. From the beginning, yeah, no, it's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, and well, the most so the most recent old film that I watched was You Only Live Twice last night, ah. which is see just what we stacks do. of fun. We'll, we'll do a Bond when you finish watching them all. We'll do a Bond centric episode. I think we're well oh. overdue a Bond centric episode. True. Let's see if we can get to the dizzying heights of Spectre. Okay, okay, okay. Like, like you're definitely in the honeymoon period of Bond at the moment. Um, I am. It's funny. And it's funny. What's funny watching them is Thunderball is still the most slowest, boring one of all of them. Like, just unbelievably dull with some good bits. Yeah. But not but not many. Genuinely not many. It looks, there's so many problems with it. Um, like, from a technical point. And, and, and actually... I can't wait to watch Never Say Never Again because I stand by it. I think Never Say Never Again is a really good movie, like a really exciting action movie. Yeah, is um, it, I think the only problem with Never Say Never Again was was Connery was was pushing it age-wise oh yeah. a bit. But I sort of liked that. Like, I don't yeah. know, there's, there's more I like about that. The older I get, I guess, the more I appreciate that. So there's something kind of cool about that. I, I am just going to give a quick honourable mention just because I'm watching all the Bond films anyway. So the, the non-Bond, if you like, was, and, and only because it absolutely deserves recommendation resolutely there's a film called retroactive from 1997 oh, uh, starring, starring jim belushi the time travel movie with, i um, think i've seen that it's fucking fantastic it stars uh, it's got frank wally m emmett walsh a whole bunch of other people so uh, kylie travis is the lead, the lead in it and it's this amazing like sci-fi it's like groundhog day but like a really violent action thriller groundhog day yeah i'm pretty sure i've fantastic. seen that it's fantastic, really satisfying, kind of rough and ready in places, but I like that. Jim Belushi is having the time of his life playing this horrible character called Frank, and it like like it's it all. Oh, I just and I just wanted to recommend it because I didn't even know it was available on Blu-ray until Mike Parkin posted on Facebook 
about it that 88 films had released it and i had no idea oh 88 so, films do some yeah, great do some great, great stuff yeah it's, I think yeah, it's been yeah. out for a year or two i think it's been out for a little while like a while and i had absolutely no idea uh and it just it's just it just holds up yeah it's a I've really seen that. terrific <laughs> film really and again it's like 90 minutes it does all of the groundhog day stuff in that you know what i mean like it does all of the taking it back of it yeah yeah again it's really bad. Well, Frank well, we're going to talk about this later. Bit, well, of, yeah, bit, funnily, of, actually, bit of repetition. Funnily enough, yeah, that's kind of vaguely, vaguely relevant. So that, that was the, the older ones. Uh, the newer ones, and again, not to be too Ross-like in terms of multiples here, the most but. recent <laughs> new, well, aside from Tenet, <clears throat> the most recent, recent film that I've seen is a film called Crown Vic, which I think is going to be called Bulletproof over here, starring Thomas Jane. And it's kind, oh, okay. of a, it's kind of a Training Day-esque type movie with Thomas Jane in the Denzel Washington part. Although it's a very different, it's not like Training Day, as in like he's not That's a corrupt a terrible cop. Type. Yeah, like Crown Vic is the car, it's a police car. So it's like, you know. Uh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And, but I think over here it's called Bulletproof and it's coming out very, very soon. And I really like it. Like it's, it's a bit hard going in places, but it's a really strong, uh, if you like, home entertainment movie. That's, and, okay. and, and, the only, and the only reason why I'm doing a multiple here is we have to get into Bruce Willis because. Oh, so is this hard kill? Mm. Yes, it is. So I haven't seen it. Can we can we walk? Can we talk about this next week? Yes, we can. Because I'm about to just, watch that. Oh, it's on please my watch, list. Please watch it. Please watch it. Just watch it and then we'll talk about it for sure. <laughs> because it's a hundred percent on my list. Like I. I, I saw it I, last night. I was like, oh, oh, that's out. I'm going to have to watch that. Uh, let, um, let, me put it, let me put it this way. And the reason why it's important to watch it, I mean, I'm not joking about this. It is a solid enough DTV. It really is. Like, it's perfectly fine. The cast are perfectly fine. There's plenty of action in it. Like, it's enjoyable. Texas Battle's great in it. Like, it's a good, there's a really nice B-movie, with no disrespect, then, strong B-movie slash TV actor cast in it, right? It's a one-location action type thing. But it works reasonably well. And if any other actor was playing Bruce Willis's part, you would give it seven, six yeah. or seven. But it's a four. Ah, so Willis is... Willis he, dra- is he drags it down so bad. <laughs> like, like, and, and because... Just watch it, because we're listening to it. But here's my... Okay, so in the last two months, I have watched four or five of these, right? With Willis doing the same, I'm convinced he's playing the same character in all. Of I'm things, sure he doesn't even know what film he's in. Half the time. He doesn't care. There's no way. He can. I'm so just sure. Next week, it's I really think they depressing. just film him and then they just go and they just go right. This this scene's going in this one. Bruce, can you put this jacket on? It's good. So basically, Bruce, today we filmed eight films. Six, right. Good? Well, a significant. Well, I think he, I believe he still gets paid a million dollars a day, which is why he does stuff. And let's get into this next week. But a significant number of his shots in Hard Kill. Are sort of him looking. Oh my god! It's with just... no, with no expression. I've never seen less expression. Does he? Anyway, look, let's let's get into it. Is he... like, yeah, we could just. Yeah. The, my question: do, Is he worth a million pound a day? No, million dollars. No, because because certain streaming platforms will pay you maybe ninety thousand dollars if you've got Bruce Willis. So no, he's not worth a million dollars a day at all. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So uh, last. Oh, last um, last kind of not new film I saw was um, so I haven't seen that much over the last week, obviously being away. But we watched uh, we watched Mission Impossible Two. Um, Still really like it's really funny. When I first saw that film, I didn't like it at all. At but, all. 
but I second to appreciate it. Yeah, it's do you know what? It's got it. The problem is it it. And how how best to put this? It feels like a film that John Woo made ten years earlier. Yeah, I sort of see what you mean. So it's I, like, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. It, it's like he made Hard Target. Yeah. And then his next film was Mission Impossible 2. Because than the other stuff. Like yeah, because he almost more. goes backwards in his filmmaking in this film. It's like but, it's all the tropes. What I will say, though, there's, look, it's not really fair to apply this to the whole movie because there's still too much of that. It's Tom running in slow motion. Right? There's, there's, too, <laughs> so there's too much of that shit. And Doug Grace Scott is miscast. And all oh, my God. Stuff. Like, although, literally. Although because of it, because of it, though, we've got Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because he was going to be Wolverine. But yeah. So... There's Hugh Jackman, sorry, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Dugway Scott is fucking appealing in that film. He's not I mean, good at it. He's not good he, at it. He's. I remember at the time not having a problem, but the more I've seen it, the more I'm like, what's he? It's doing? possibly. I boldly state it's one of the worst cast piece of casting ever. Do you know the other thing about that is the other reason why that's that why what you're saying absolutely is true is Richard Roxburgh is so good as his like main guy. Yeah. He's so, so good. good at it. Yeah. It's like it, it, and the thing is Douglas Scott isn't even a bad actor. It's just, no. just something it doesn't it just doesn't work. It it doesn't, it doesn't work. It, he doesn't pull it off as a, a former spy. He doesn't pull it no. off as a I tell you what, also Anthony Hopkins. You know, you, I you know who would have been I've forgotten. I, yeah, I agree. But the, the guy who would have worked better than Doug Ray Scott, and I it's weird for me to say this, is Sean Bean. I no, Sean no. Bean it's absolutely Sean Bean role. That I think he is, would have done that really well. The problem is he Sean Bean would look too close to the other guy that he works with. Yeah, he would. You're right. Yes, you're they, right. They he literally like the first time I saw it, yeah. I'm like, is that Sean Bean? Um, I think Sean Bean would have just got more out. I just think he would yeah. have delivered more of what that is. <laughs> it's, but look, look, the action's good. Um, oh well, I, what I was getting to when I was saying not to apply it to the whole movie, the bit from when Tom's running down the corridor, yeah, and the bit the cross cutting between him and um. Doug Ray Scott revealing that Tom Cruise is actually Richard Roxburgh. That bit, the, the way that music builds, yeah, and then the, the way it kicks into like uh, the dead, 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 yeah, the limp biscuit thing, yeah, 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 and then that whole motorcycle chase into the final battle. The editing and the cinematography on that is absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Like it's edited it's, to within an inch of its life, but it works so well. It's good, it's and that like, bit's brilliant. That bit's there's, there's bits brilliant. where there's bits where John Woo is doing his John Woo best. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and I like I it. But then, but I, I like like I, there are moments like the problem is it's the same it's the same issue of all of John Woo's American films, is that they just there's always something. If he doesn't dial it up to eleven, mm. I don't think he has the subtlety to direct American actors. No, I sort of see that. Like even and, the romance stuff is so heavily overwrought. Although, oh my god! Although I will say, I will say, like you know that that bit where the cars are spinning, yeah, you know, where, where they're sort yeah. of seeing each other. I do, I like that more now. Like as yeah, a kid, it's I kind didn't of cool. Like that. Not and, kid, as twenty years ago, I didn't like it, but now I sort still, of appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. that stuff. But. And that whole sequence is still better than the similar sequence in Goldeneye. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, with that right. fucking terrible true. Eric right. Serra music. Yeah, that doesn't work. That's one of the worst. <laughs> I loved, I love Goldeneye, but that score does not work for it at no. all. Does and the music's work. terrible. Um, That's why I mean. So, so I enjoyed. It. I, I, I actually, you know, it's not like my favorite Mission Impossible film. Um, I no. controversially probably think it's a more enjoyable, cohesive movie than the first one. I'm not sure I agree, but fair enough. Most people don't. <laughs> Um, however, and then then after that, the next new, the actual newest new film I saw 
was um, New Mutants. Oh, I, you see, I'm going to see this hopefully on Monday or Tuesday. So why don't we why don't we do a quick special after I see it or something? Yeah, that's a good, good plan. Uh, so look, my my just just a quick one. My overall yeah. on New Mutants is um is it is it as bad as everyone expects? No. Is it sure. good? No. Right. That's fair so enough. is it worth waiting three years for? It? No. No, it, it wouldn't be worth waiting. It wouldn't be waiting five minutes for it. Like, literally, yeah. If, yeah. if you got to the cinema and they said, uh, sorry, New Mutants is sold out, but you can see it in half an hour, I'd be don't, like, don't. don't. Just, just yeah. don't, don't bother. Like, yeah. but, like, does it suck? Is it exceptionally bad? Does it stink out the cinema like some weird reviews have said, like, yeah. total film of just, like, it's fucking appalling. And I'm like, it's absolutely not. Maisie right. Williams is really good in it. Um, yeah, the and joy is, is good, there's good actors in it. Yeah, like, the cast are good. It's, it just the whole concept and the, the idea just isn't done very well. Other See, than I that, loved, I loved the idea. Well, I loved the idea that they were doing it as a horror film, like, essentially like a horror film. Yeah, like a, and like, I think that's what you might find is is there's very much here like mm. you've got a director that wants to do it as a horror film. Well, like he did with, did he did he do it with Fantastic? Is it the same director as Fantastic Four? No, that's Josh Josh Trank. Trank. And this is Josh Boone. This oh, is you're the, right. The Sorry. Stars. Oh, also, isn't, also, isn't Josh Boone doing The Stand, the TV, the new, the new version of The Stand? Uh, I think he is. Let me just... I think I got it confused because of the Trank thing, but I think he's doing the new version of The Stand. He is, yes. He yeah. is doing the it new version be, of The Stand. Could be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, like, like, I think the challenge here is the, the classic thing of he wants to make a horror film. The studio goes, oh, it's an X-Men movie. And we kind of want to, yeah. yeah, we kind of want to be able to release this to, to people. So, like, like he's he wants to dial it up to 11 and they're dialing it back to three. And yeah. what you end up with is a is a very kind of weirdly. Yeah, but you'll see it. Like, did I hate it? No. Were there moments in it? Yes. Would I watch it again? Fuck no. Right, that's fair enough. Um, but you know, there's 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 certainly elements of it I really liked, um, and I think like some of the cast are great. So there you go. So that that is um, that. So let's talk Tenant, right? Tenant, ten, what? Tenant. Tenant. Right. Can I ask you a question? Uh, there's going to be many questions, I think. So what the fuck is Tenant? Not the film, like just. Like they literally go. So okay, tenet, very very tenet. briefly, and then well, no, no, no one so, ever so, talks about it for the rest of the right, film. Right, that's exact. So Jenny and I <clears throat> share some of these things. Um, I okay. Overall, I'm going to say I really enjoyed it, which surprised me. Mm. And I do and I do want to see it again. Me, <laughs> well, I, I do want to see. Well, just given my on and off relationship with with Nana, um, I re, overall. How are you I two really doing now? Are you, are you two back on? Like well, me and you, Nolan, we're, we're we're talking, but we're on yeah. You talk, you're still texting. You're <laughs> yeah, not sexting yeah. him anymore. Are you? No, we're only no, no, we're only sexting. Oh, okay. I mean, that's all. Really, but the sexting's turned really aggressive. So like, <laughs> and is it backwards? Is it's he putting his dick out yes, every, now? Well, he goes backwards, so I go forwards. It's great. We kind of meet in the middle. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh, we've gone into okay. a dark this, this isn't okay. Is what Nolan said to you the other night. Yeah, this isn't all right. Um. So, so my yeah no you're absolutely right. They make a whole thing about the word tenet. We're we're going to be spoil. I won't. Let's not go too spoilery. No, but, but let, we're going to be. But, but what I mean is there not, are spoilers not, here. Yeah, and let's but let's what I mean is let's not just tear everything to pieces. Let's just you know. Um, but overall, what you like? No, so so sorry, so sorry, so there's that. Sorry, the point I was getting to was 
they make a whole thing about the word tenet. Tenet is essentially, for anyone who doesn't know, almost like a password to people who will then recognise this organisation, right? Basically, if it was used more. Well, than that's what no, no, that's what that's what I mean, right? So they make a very specific point about there are a number of people that you use this word on, and they understand. You know what I mean? Like they're there, which is fine. That's a, nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, I mean, we just had uh, You Only Live Twice, where Tiger Tanaka has to tell Bond, I love you. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, all that stuff. But, so fine. But no, that's fine. But what I'm getting to is, yes, you're right. Once they get to the arms dealer and they do that kind of cool fake out with the guy and that it's the, the woman. Yeah. And all that, I think that was great. Moment. I think that's really good. That's really good. But after that point, correct me if I'm wrong, it's never used again. No. And they then. And that's about 25. By a weird phrase. Yeah. Like, I love you. I love you too. It's not that. But, right. like, so, no, no. It, so, and this, right. I didn't hate Tenet, right? But, and there's a fucking huge but here. About, an, about 45 minutes in, I was A, disengaged with the film because I couldn't fucking hear a word that was being said. Okay, so I've, I've got to say on this point, I've seen a lot of people say this, and we did not experience that whatsoever. I, I will say, we sit. We, like even like I sort of said, there were like a few lines of dialogue here and there. There were a few lines of dialogue here and there, but I was so muffled. I'm not. We saw it in the View in Stratford Westfield for one of. I'm just just to be clear. Yeah. We did not have what I would call muffled dialogue, barring um, uh, like a handful of and occasions. Yeah. So even Kermode was talking about this and saying about everyone the muffled. Everyone does. No, everyone's talking about it, and it's... I'm kind of going, is it is it IMAX? Like what is no, it that I feel... this? Because because we did. I'm not kidding. We did not have that. I... I wonder if in cinemas where there might be a smart, like where there might be a smart projectionist, right. if potentially they can, they're doing something because I don't know. I, there were times where the sound mix was so loud. And don't get me wrong, oh, that I happened was, too. We did have that. We did have. Those, I love that. You know, I love yeah, the fact no that the sound mix was loud and it like right. fucking shook the seats. Exactly. You know, I but agree. Then, no, I completely. Then agree. all of a sudden, every piece of dialogue was either. Tom Hardy in Dunkirk or right, Tom Hardy yeah. Bay. Yeah. Uh, we, we just did it. We, uh, we genuinely uh, did not have that. So we really didn't have that. So that is <coughs> sorry. was causing me to really struggle to engage with the film. Of course. Of course and then was. add to the fact that the film. So a friend of mine turned around to me and said, oh, yeah, but 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 it's a really intelligent film. And 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 because it's really intelligent, you have to go to cinema twice to understand it. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't agree Fuck with off. that. You sh- no, you should either understand it or you should. I want to go back again, not because I didn't get it, but because I was engaged enough, given how long the film is, which is a, a miracle. Yeah. Like, but I would go and see it again. And, and I won't lie to see if there are some gaps that fill in on a second watch. I yeah. won't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that, but That's, I don't, but what I mean is a film being intelligent doesn't mean you need to see it multiple times to understand it. A film that is not a, intelligent. That's not, no, that's not good. Film it's bad writing. Correct. A second version yeah. of a, a second viewing of a film should add to the experience. Correct. Yes. Absolutely. And build on what you know and what, what, yeah. so Inception is the perfect example of a film that has an incredibly complex narrative. Yeah. But at no point. The only thing I wasn't clear about at the end of that film was if the end was a dream or if it right. wasn't. And, yeah. that and was I'm, kind of... I'm fairly sure it isn't. But that's and I'm fairly cause, sure. Because at the end of it, the drape, the spinning top thing yeah. starts to wobble at yes. the end. 
So I'm convinced that therefore it, but that could be a fake out. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't so matter. I, and also, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. the end of that film, it doesn't matter. But it's such a well, if you look at Inception yes. as a craft yes. narrative, yes. at no point do you not know what level you're in. Right. At no point do you not know what's going on. Yeah, there's a lot, and, of, particularly that last sequence where it's cross-cutting between everything. Yeah. And you're in three. You, you know where you are. Yeah, completely. Every single point, you know where you are, right? Absolutely. And there wasn't a moment in Tenet where I sat there and I was like, I actually understood what was going on. And and I was just like, I'm, I'm having to concentrate so hard on the sound mix, concentrate so hard on an, a story which is not intelligent. It's just fucking badly written because you shouldn't have to, like, yes, I get I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. But I wasn't in a, ever in a position that I remember in Tenet where I was like, what the fuck is actually happening? Aside from like where they're giving you questions, like, you know, at the beginning, like kind of yeah. in the first, let's say, 25 minutes. I was never, I really was And it's a bit chaotic at the beginning, but no, that's no, fine. Think, think, that, that's, that's fine too. But yeah. later on, I never had any real questions actually, about what was happening. Not let, really. Let me phrase that. Maybe not questions about what was happening, because mm. actually the story itself is really simple. Yeah, it's But really about perfect. how the, I, I was struck by how, badly the film's own internal logic didn't work so oh, listen oh well hang on oh, sorry i'm not i don't mean to keep interrupting no no go but for, for, on this point specifically and it made me laugh in a you know we've talked about this before where sometimes there are moments in films where you have to sort of go with something or you're going to be fucked yes and my, my prime example the first time i ever recall <laughs> consciously in the cinema going you have to decide whether to go with this or not is AI, which I was not enjoying, <laughs> but it was it was good. Bit. It was the first time I liked Jude Law, but that's another thing. Um, <laughs> in AI, there's this whole bit where he gets trapped at the bottom of the, the sea or something, and then a voiceover suddenly comes up and says something like, 50,000 years pass." <laughs> it's something like that. It's that, right? It's that. Yeah, and my totally. brain, I had to go. I had to go. If you don't go with this, you might as well leave the cinema now. Because and you're that just was gonna like about hate five it. hours in the film, right? Well, <laughs> so right. Like... Well, no, it was. It was. It was in the like. It was almost like the penultimate act of the movie, right? And like, but I had to sort of go. You have to decide whether to go. This doesn't matter whether I'm enjoying the film or not. Even it's just more like, otherwise you're just going to be blindingly angry, and it's just going to wipe you. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, there was a moment in Tenet, and it was early on, where I did have to go. Yeah. There's, okay. So Clements Posey, who's very good, and I, we we both thought that she was going to come back later in the movie. Yeah, totally. You know, like in the mission in it's the mission awesome. briefing, the mission briefing would have been the perfect point to bring up. But okay, fine. The bit when she's showing him about how the bullets work and stuff, right? Yeah. And also, by the way, but their use of the word inversion is completely incorrect. But let's yeah. throw that away because that is not what inversion. In, anyway, fine. <laughs> it's just the word. It's the word they've used. So fuck it. Yeah. Right? But it's not what inverted means. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> no, Top anyway. Gun is inverted. Every, right, sorry, yes, every time, exactly. every time they said, every inverted. time they said inverted, I did, I did the, the Top down. Gun hand flick move. Go upside down. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that is not what. That is not. Anyway. And also, I think one they time they said inverted, it, I actually went bullshit. Um, well, they, they, no they, might said, said, they may as well have just said something like backwards in time. It's yeah, backwards. Backwards in time. It's like it. Anyway. But but for the, but for the sake of the film, that's what they call it. Fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fine. Yeah. But there is a moment when she's doing it all, where she she may as well turn to the camera and say, "Don't think about it too much," <laughs> because she says something like, "Don't try to understand it, feel it." 
That is that yeah. is what they're and, saying. That, they're saying to the audience at that point, don't try to think about this too yeah. much because it just doesn't work. It doesn't I'm work. So with you on that, and I think, yeah. and I think and that is over there at that point. Yeah, and I, I think I, I'm with you. And I think, like, I saw it in the best possible way, right? I had not seen one trailer. I was closing my eyes in oh, the that's cinema. Good. Well done. Well, you, I mean, I've seen, like, a trailer and a half or something. Never seen it. anything. Not no seen. No reviews, either. I, I, like, I saw nothing. I went yeah. in more cold than I ever have any film ever, mm. right? I'm a big Chris Nolan fan, actually, on reflection. And I like yeah. a lot of his films. And I like timey wimey bullshit, and I like yeah, sure. if it's done well, fucking yeah. balls out action movies. Mm. And like, so I went in as as clean as I could, yeah. and like, my journey was this: the opening scene. I was like, the sound was so loud. I was like, oh, this is lovely because you don't get that right, anymore. It's yeah. all fucking boring. Yeah, no, um, right. And then then that scene happened and so th- then the next thing that happened that, that fucking completely started taking me out of it is all of a sudden like this secret agency are saying ah and now you're james bond it's like you're a cop beforehand but now you're james bond i don't know and this is kind of my point right yeah like i absolutely don't get his path because he goes from being an, a, a kind of cop to James Bond to Iron Man by the end of the film, effectively, or Captain America, right? He's like sure. fucking superhero. And, yeah. But he doesn't earn any part of that journey. It's like, basically, if if MI5 or, or M came up to you in the street and went, Ross, you're yeah, now James Bond. no, I get that. I just... I and, and you're like, like, oh, cool. And then you had all the like, skills you need to yeah. be Bond. But I do feel like... No, I, I sort of feel like, without sounding too pretentious, like he's the one, right? Like in the end, when you find out that he's the person behind a lot of what's going on, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And when you and when you realise that everyone else has a character name, but he's called the protagonist, you kind of go, okay, like that's kind of like a script writing thing. Like, but I will. There's a couple of things I definitely want to point out. Like in terms of strong performances, Pattinson. Um, for me, the campaign begins here for him to be Bond. Uh, I, John I, David I Washington. I want him to uh, be Bond. I love John David Washington, but let him be Felix Leiter to Pattinson's Bond. I, I think that Pattinson was channeling people like Edward. We were talking about, again, Jenny, I were talking about this. We just watched um, uh, Day of the Jackal, the Edward Fox one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chan- Pat- Robert Pattinson is almost playing a guy 15 years older than he is. In, in yeah. like in that, like the linen suit, the, the expat abroad. Is that thing. Tinker like, Taylor like, soldier spy fucking- type? Yes, yes. But better. Like, I really, yeah. And also the physical stuff he was doing, I'm like, he can totally be Bond. Yeah. Like in a kind of classic sense. Yeah, and, no. And also, it, sorry, go, go, on, go, on. No, go no, on. In a Dalton sense. Yes. No, absolutely. Not. He'd be a Dalton. Because he's not. Years, I don't mean now. When I put it on Facebook, people are like, well, he's Batman. I'm like, not now. Like in five years, whatever, yeah. like five, six years' time. Make him. Not the next Bond. But the Bond after. No, 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 no. For what? Like, like, well, depending on where they do the next one. But like, in like, just for argument's sake, five years' time. Yeah, like, like yeah, when, when they've so recast Batman again correct, and they put another correct. Batman yes, in, exactly. like the next. Exactly. I mean, who knows? We may only get a couple of Batmans out of it. We don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and but like, but he's looking great. And by the way, that isn't even the reason why. Although the physicality of the fighting in the, in the Batman thing absolutely adds credence to, because he doesn't do a lot of action in, in Tenet. No. But his performance and the way he's different people to different people and stuff. But also just just alongside him, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Ives. Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I now think of as the new Tom Hardy, 
Because that yeah. role, I'm sure they would have... Re- I, we were talking about this, and I think that Nolan wanted Tom Hardy for either Pattinson's role yeah. or, or Aaron Taylor-Johnson's role. But Aaron Taylor-Johnson's role wouldn't have been big enough for, for Hardy. But I could sort of see Hardy where he is now playing Pattinson's role. Yeah. Like, I, do you know what I mean? And I'm glad it was Pattinson, but I'm just saying I could see yeah. Hardy. No, I, I, I think the perform- So, the performances were brilliant. Yeah. However... And I do agree with a lot of the criticism. Elizabeth Debicki's role was fucking awful. It's a very thankless role. And in fact, Jenny reminded us that... <laughs> kudos to the girlfriend. But, but Jenny reminded us that Elizabeth Debicki's role in Tenet is literally her role in The Night Manager. Like it's I've not, literally no, I've not seen the Right, manager. so she's literally a woman with a kid with an abusive husband, like, trying to get out of it. Like, it's really straight. It's the same role. Wow, it's very, it's very odd. Um, and, and, and also the thing, and one of the genuine points that annoyed, certainly me, like really annoyed me, was at the end. Super spoiler. At the end, when she has that moment where she goes, "I can't stand to let you think you've won," right? Yes. She jeopardizes absolutely everything by doing that. The entire, the universe. entire thing. By, by and it, and it reminds me, it tacitly reminds me of um, Anne Hathaway in Interstellar doing something so fucking stupid because she loves, you know, the whole thing about we're going to pick this planet because the guy I love might be on it. Like, what are you doing in space on this mission? What are you doing? What, and you're wrong. And she's wrong as well. So it's yeah. like, what what the fuck? Like, like, the thing that would have made this okay for her to do that, for, for Elizabeth Debicki's character to shoot, you know, to, to have that moment with him would have been if she'd have done it, it had all gone wrong and they have to correct it. Yeah. Like she realizes, oh fuck, I fucked everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because and that she, is not okay. That is not okay. No, it's not okay to jeopardize it's the so entire minor. universe. Right. Yes. Exactly. For, the whole of the world. Yeah. For a moment, and like it, I can't let I can't let him have this. And again, him having that moment is irrelevant. It's yeah. nothing. And yeah, exactly. That made, that um, genuinely was a maddening. That was genuinely a very what, maddening point. What film was Kenneth Branagh in? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He was in a different. Also, there's a brilliant, brilliant though. In, in that moment, you know the moment I'm talking about here, where yeah. she says, "There's a bit where just beforehand she's put suntan lotion on his back." Yeah. Uh, did you notice that when he sits up into frame, it looks like he's had a cum shot all over his back? Yeah. <laughs> I laughed out loud. I was like, "That is a very. That was a very misguided." It's that, I know how crude that is. No, but, but like right. a splatter of cum. Like she, she was, doing? she was, she did a great job with a fucking awful role. Right. So a very, a very Alicia Vikander in um in Mission, uh, sorry in in uh, Man from Uncle, which I loved. Yes. Alicia Vikander took a, a totally thankless role and made it something really special. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Dvicky's done the same, quite the same thing, but she's very strong in it. But I, I was surprised at how little we saw the kid. Like, we almost didn't see the child at all. What kid? Like, like that's what, well, yeah. you know, the son or whatever. Yeah. Like, we saw, I, I think know. Was literally one shot or maybe two shots outside that's the school. And, like, the whole film, that was it. like, her old so arc. So why do we her, care? Why do we her care? Her old arc was about how important that is and you don't care. So, yeah. um, like, yeah. good, I mean, I, Michael Caine, I, like, c- come on. I, I get you want to put him in everything. I but it was a, basically. It was, better, it was better than Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Like it, was better, like it was a better role. But and also, like, but he also, he makes a Kingsman joke. Yeah, Did you notice does. that? Yeah. He so I, I, can suggest, yeah. I can suggest the tailors for you. Yeah. I was like, he literally does. And yeah, like, that was weird. It's, it's, uh, and, c- c- right. So, end of Inception, the snow thing, mm. is Nolan's, like, it's bond, the Bond, bond audition. Right. Yeah, right. Bond audition. So, so, the end of this film, 
right? With all the soldiers doing whatever yes. the fuck they were doing, because that action sequence is, for me, one of the worst big okay. budget action sequences I agree. I've I actually, ever seen. Okay, I agree. I don't think it's the worst. No, but, not, but not, because, problem with, not because of right. anything other than nothing made sense. There was no well, space. There was no one. They weren't fighting anyone. Did you so see another yes, guy? So that's, no, they do. They do. Them. No, they did have. So, so they did. Right. So I agree. So here are a few points of this. I, I basically, I don't think it's the worst, but, but, <laughs> but for, for the movie, trying well, to for do. the movie, right. So for the movie, there are, there are, your, there's not many, there are a handful of shots of resistance from the bad guys, which yes, I was looking for that too. Because I was like, these people are just running around. like It was like a paintball fight. It was, yeah. like, it was like two teams, and it was two teams, blue and red, yeah. who were on the same side. So, but fighting so, a faceless enemy, right? And I, so, now I don't. Now we've had that in other movies. I'm not. I'm not. You've got totally three different to that. teams, yeah. like literally, not. You can see no faces, and you're no, like, no, I, you're right. So, well, who's? I, no, I agree. I agree, and I think part of it, and I'm not. I don't want to do too much work for the film. Part of it is that the no most of the people in action. Well. It, it's not that well there's that but that's not that's but that's not the point no but what gay guys that is not the point the battle of that isn't the point of the sequence except for there are a few very key moments in it which they do make clear the whole thing one of the bits i loved okay so one of the bits i loved about that sequence i I agree with you by the way overall i did it it, what it didn't it didn't need to be something of that scale it was because 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 there wasn't any real ramifications for no for so but what was what they did really well and what it could have benefited from having more of because remember they had this whole thing where they've had the briefing from a team who've come back oh. right so which is fine i, I don't mind that but what getting at is, again. well it wasn't really didn't make sense they, it felt like so this is what i'm getting to it didn't feel like it exploited that enough no. so and what, and what, what i'm getting at is so there's a few moments that are super important the bit where the team but are trying to figure out how to get inside, see the other team firing the rocket launch, like they're about to set up a rocket launcher, so they know that that distraction is what they need to go. Do you know what I mean? So there's a few key, the bit when he sees that the doors collapsed and he has to go and help. Like there's, there's, there's like, let's just give it, be generous and say four or five, it's probably three or four key moments in that massive sequence that are story important, right? Yeah. Which, but, which, no. which, which, well, 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 what I'm getting at is, to not see any of the surrounding, like you've got Fiona Dorif as that female commander, and what she, what she doesn't do anything. Like there's it's things really that don't, there's things that there's no space, to, there's no sense there's no spatial. Space. I agree, I agree. There's no sense of spatial except for except for their journey to the actual point they have to get to, like as yeah. in the forward motion. And that was fine. I, I, by the way, like, forward, but you I, don't I do agree. like. There's a really agree. weird sequence where where the wall exploded and someone went into the wall. Yes, I, and know, I was like. That didn't, well, what? what was he doing inside? So, how was he inside? What? There was a how few was things inside the wall. Well, why was he inside? Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. So and there's definitely things but, that don't. And it so does the question that. is, did, it doesn't. Well, the question is, off. well, here's the. I agree. So the question is, did they cut stuff that made it make sense? Because it doesn't. The rest of the film has a meticulousness to it, regardless of whether you like what's happening or not. The rest of the film has a sort of meticulousness where you go. The bits that don't make sense in that final battle really don't make sense. Like as in, as in. Have they removed stuff to kind of keep things moving forward? You, you know what I mean? And 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 one of the things that pays off really, really, really fucking well is when Patterson turns around at the end and you see the, the thing hanging off his rucksack, meaning that he yes. knows that bit. So what I'm getting at is that whole battle sequence needed like, not even that many, a few more things like that to make you understand and care more about it. Because but, otherwise, but, it may, otherwise it may as well have just been six guys going in and doing this 
thing. Like, so, do you know what I mean? Not an army. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is basically, yeah, this is basically the Bond assault on the volcano, right? Sort, sort of, not but, quite, but yes, yes, it's, it's that idea, yeah. So, my point, just fucking make a Bond film. If you want to make a Bond well, film, agree. Well, make your fucking never gonna, Bond film, never hire, Even though he's British, they'll never hire him. No. One thing I will say, one of my favourite action scenes in the whole thing was that very first ki- the kitchen fight. The kitchen fight was fantastic. 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 And it was story, and it was story relevant. Well, story relevant. Like I don't think I don't, I can't call them. I can't the call them. I don't think rubbish is right. I don't think it's. I don't think rubbish is right. Backwards stuff just was yeah. like it doesn't well, work. Again, it made well, no sense. But I don't know if that's it totally did. true. I think I think that what doesn't work is some of the choreo doesn't work in terms of whether it's going backwards or forwards. I yeah. loved how the second time round you understand what's happening. I thought that that was really clever. But did you not guess that? Like no. Like, no, not, like, not when I first watched Literally, the moment they two faceless guys ran out, or a faceless guy ran in and a faceless guy ran out, I was like, I actually said, I bet it's them. In we'll hindsight, yes, them. Not at, the time, at the time it could have been anyone because you had bad guys. And later no, on, you have, like, you have it was, brand it was that whole working. concept of at some point, they, I, I just knew at some point they're going to start going back in time. Oh, yeah, of course. And this yeah, will no, be there. And, I didn't like, see that at the time. I thought John David Washington was great. So let me ask a question. Opening sequence, Opera House. Yes. What was the point? Um, only to introduce those actual things that they're all searching for and to sort of set him up as a capable action guy. That's it. But it wasn't it. because they keep referencing the plutonium that was stolen during that sequence. But that wasn't what it was all but that wasn't what it was about. No, but this is the point, right? Again, <clears throat> you're sitting here and th- or, this should be Or was it? But no, it, I, that wasn't and what it, it was about. Like I've always had an issue with like um like the Bond opening scene, right? Like I, I love the I love a Bond the pre-mission, opening. The pre-mission, yes, the pre-mission that has nothing to do with the rest of the film. Yeah, or links very cleverly, like Goldeneye. Mm. Mm-hmm. Goldeneye is a brilliant link of saying yeah. like, well, it's a prologue up. as well. It's a prologue as well. Yeah, a, and like, like, and the latter Bond films where everything is is all part of the same. Oh God, oh, Casino stand, Royale. Can't stand, can't stand it. Casino Royale. Casino, but at least Casino Royale, the pre-mission is a pre. Like, yeah, no, that's like, what uh, I mean. Yeah. Brilliant. It's because yeah. it's like it's an actual mission, right? Yeah. So yeah. all this is great. Like, it, it either have it link or. Don't have it linked. Don't try to retrospectively half-ass say, "Oh, it was nothing to do with anything." And then, but the, and that's then, not true because the thing he picked up was one of those nine parts of the the equation. That yeah, was in the opera house. What it was doing there is a different question because I don't. Yeah, know that. I mean, again, and 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 like the whole reverse bullet thing. Like I. Oh, that, sorry. Tell a light. No, tell a light. No, there was a guy. There was a guy he was getting out who had it. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So the reverse bullet thing yeah. in that sequence doesn't pay off at all. You never oh, find I, out. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And this is this is kind of my issue with Tenant overall. Right? It's it, it it's one of those films that you walk out and literally because it's so badly written and because quite often and even I th- I even think Nolan got. I, I can't, I'm not sure. Play. I'm not sure I can agree. I'm not sure I can fucking play. I'm not sure I can agree. I'm not sure I can agree that it's badly written. I don't agree with the plane thing. So I thought the plane thing was great. I thought it was fantastic. It just, but, but, I don't think it's badly written. I don't, I don't think. I think the problem is when you. I think sense. the problem is they probably they written. probably wrote they probably wrote. I don't think that it's badly written. I think the, the problem is is they and this is just a guess. They kept writing themselves into corners or whatever, and some of it. And you've got to remember, I can. So here's the thing. Here's the difference between between 
at least at current time of talking, um, Tenet and say and say Interstellar, right? For for me, is I can forgive a film most things if I'm enjoying it. Like even a, a haughty, I'm an intelligent. Do you know what I mean? Like like Interstellar, I can't. And and, and another film just because it's not um, Nolan, but Arrival, like films that address. I, I love both of those. Stupid. I think it's fucking stupid. There's good bits in, I'll, I'll admit there's good bits in both of them. Like I'm not saying they're, all, but in terms of the smartness of them, they're not smart at all. Like there's there's stuff that is just fucking stupid. Like like the problem with Interstellar more than it, and we've talked about this before, is it's so stupid so early that yeah, it's problematic for me. Like the whole they've been having this program for ten years and they haven't got a pilot. <laughs> what, what, what the fuck are you doing? Like like what are you doing? Like to me that's so stupid. So and it's so early that you can't. You don't, do you know what I mean? You, you almost I mean, start going, the, pirate, fucking... the pilot, right? It's like... Right, yeah. Or, or at least once you've got the thing, just get a pilot. Like, and the way you fix that is just by, they had a pilot and something fucking happened to him. Like, he yeah. gets ill or he gets killed or some accident or whatever. And like, no, they haven't got a pilot. Luckily, McConaughey turns up 10 years into this program. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then sending Anne Hathaway into space. And, like, all of this shit to me. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. I don't disagree. I think the spectacle and... I think Tenet isn't as stupid. I genuinely <clears throat> think Tenet isn't as stupid as that. See, I think Tenet is more stupid than Interstellar. Uh, because Interstellar uh, makes sense as a story within its own logic. The logic uh, might not be particularly sensible, but, like, you can write off not having a pilot down to hubris, maybe. Right? You can't no, write... You think, can't write out the fact that they don't even call their own, like they call it inversion, and it's not like. Yeah, it's... look again. I I, <clears throat> I get that, but like I say, I can forgive something. Like I say, I can see the flaws in Ted. There's probably more flaws that I haven't seen. I don't know. That's again. I sort of want to see it a second so... time. I want to see it a second time, partly to say, partly to be like, did I enjoy it? <laughs> you know, an hour and ten minutes in. I looked at my watch and I was like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. How is there an hour and 20 minutes I, left of this? I never had that with it. And I, then, I, then, I literally never got bored. I never got bored. Can we just get on to the car chase just really quickly? Yeah, okay. I, I just, it made no sense. Literally no sense. It was like, I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, so if you break this down it sort of makes sense later though i think that's <clears throat> that's one of the issues it kind of explains there are things like when i first got to when they first have that thing where the car's upside down in the road and you go well how did that get there and then later on you find out how it gets there right with him driving yeah. you just but at a certain point you go well that never probably happened like like there's there are lots of there are not lots of the wrong phrase there are certainly numerous situations like that where you go well but yeah like if you have to say it doesn't make sense that doesn't make sense but i'm enjoying it too much so i don't care like yeah. there are things like that but I, I'm, I'm being serious like i don't care because i just enjoyed it it, it happens yeah because it I, th happens, I think this you know, is a problem stuff. right you you well you're I was like enjoying it. I, was I enjoyed it, it so therefore i forgave it and yeah, you forgave it, and fair. I'm like, or didn't I, even note it, or didn't even think about it. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it, so therefore all those small bits yes. really started to fucking. Oh, break I can, dude, I can totally see. Like I say, from Interstellar, there was so much of it that that, that I thought was awful. <laughs> I mean, awful. And I and I know very good bits in it for sure. Like I know it's well made and da da da. da. Um, I think Tenet is more exciting and, and just better and just more enjoy it, more enjoyable, whatever you want to call it. I, so while absolutely yes there uh, what i will say is 
for sure it's not as clever as it thinks it is. No, and, like, and I think for sure, Nolan, like, for right? Sure. I think for Nolan sure. needs yeah, to admit not as so Nolan yeah, like, my overall issue with Nolan is he's a fantastic director, he's a yeah. subpar writer, yeah. and he's fucking terrible at directing action. I, I mean, here's the thing, I don't think it's th- it's not all action. I, I actually think overall he does pretty solid stuff with things like car chase overall, car chases and chases and things overall, and shootouts with uh, middling. He, middling. He's Sam he Mendes. Can't do, he, what, what he definitely can't do is fights. No, although, but he's Sam Mendes, right? Kitchen, although the kitchen fight was a notable exception. Yeah, but same as Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes took on so on Spectre he took over the majority of doing the action oh, and dear. that was a mistake prob- yeah so bond has always worked you get a good director in and they and the second unit who are fucking well established the, the, the powells or the armstrongs or whoever yeah exactly they just do the of action course. shit of course and you like you direct the act the acting and the serious bit and you know the jokes and haha and we'll take care of the action i think sam mendes on spectre was kind of a bit more and i think this is the nolan problem right Nolan needs a better action director to work with him if he's going to try and do these big budget acts. Because I first noticed it, Dark Knight doesn't matter because it's not an action film. But the Dark oh, Knight it's Rises, got action, it's got action in it. It's got action in it. But the Dark Knight Rises was much more of an action film it's than terrible. Dark Knight. <laughs> and the action, the specifically the rooftop fight, uh, yes, not very that good. Was embarrassing. That was like that literally looked like a Hollywood stunt. Show. It looked so weird. It was mm. so strange. It is. It's like something you get at like Universal Studios. Yeah, and now 100%. the Dark Knight Rises stunt like, show. Hey, hey, kids! Here comes Batman. Like it was really <laughs> weird. But it's really weird. Like that. That very. And also, it doesn't. Like I. It pisses me off because I really like Anne Hathaway overall. But that and it, like her, the Dark Knight Rises and and uh, Interstellar. I just, <laughs> just like, what the fuck is this shit? So it's probably a good time to do as we wrap up today's episode. Uh, let's just quickly go through our top five Christopher Nolan movies. Easy because... peasy. <laughs> Got it. Number five. We won't even punt. We'll just. Okay. Number My number. Sorry, baby. I need to get to email. My number five is Insomnia. Uh, do you know what? That's which I need to watch. Six. Which I need to watch. I need to watch it again. But I, I, that's my number five. We saw that together in Brighton. I think we did. Yes. Yeah. That sounds yeah. right. Um, I love good film. Good film. Now, my number five is Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Your number four? My number four is Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, I should say. I mean, you're wrong, but uh, The Prestige. Yeah, well, my number three is The Prestige. <laughs> ah, my number three is Memento or Optimum. Uh, oh no! Don't don't try to be funny. Just quickly, like Memento does a similar thing with fuckery with time, right? course it, it was at any point at the end of momentum you went i don't understand that. i'm going to go back and watch it because it's really clever i don't think so no because what he did was he wrote a movie that you actually watched and went ah yes i i it pays off its own logic i have a feeling there are bits that probably don't work in it like oh 100 percent. but it like pays off its own logic work. yeah no no totally uh your number two that's right my number two is memento Ah, my number two is Inception. Mm. Your number one? Ah, well, it's Inception. <laughs> uh, it's The Dark Knight. Um, yeah, so, I just, I think they're a bit, the more I watch The Dark Knight, the more it's not so good. Oh, I disagree. I mean, like, like it's good. It's not that it's not good. It's just that 
the more the more I watch it, I'm convinced of two things. First of all, it never gets better than the bank heist at the beginning. Not really. It never gets better. Like William Fitchner as the bank manager is one of the best characters in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. For real. And then yeah, no, also, the other best thing in the movie is Tiny Lister near the end on the on the, on the ship, the prison thing. There's two amazing moments in there that I love. I love the I love the jail cell moment where Batman yes. is talking to Joe. That interrogation is very very good. Yeah, and it's it's, it's it's a brilliant scene. And then the second scene, and it's kind of linked to that. Is I love the I love the twist with how Two Face is created because he basically has to save one of two people, and he he makes the call, and you know it's just such a you know. I like that, that there's consequence. I like that there's consequences to that, but what I don't like is that that they do the same situation twice in the film. They do that, and then they do the thing with the two ships, and it yeah. really fucks me off. And also, and I'll say it, it because it, what, one of the things I love most about it is no Joker origin. In fact, no Joker origin, and he tells different people different stories. I love that. How, so yes, I, I adore that. I think that's wonderful. But then they waste an hour of the film ish on Two Faces origin to kill him at the end. And that really fucks me off. It yeah. really fucks me off. Just to kill I, him. I if he's that. gonna be around for another movie, of course. I mean but you spend that long and by, by because at particular time I was so I don't want any more origins. One of the best things about dread is no origin. Nothing. Yeah. They just get on with it. You don't need you can tell the origin of any character in less than one minute of screen time. Like you can also, just do it. You can just talk about it and then carry on. Like That's Spider Man, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I know we've seen loads of fucking origin movies, but Spider-Man, no origin. It just, like, talking you about mean, Marvel. You mean, you, you mean, you mean far from far, uh, Homecoming? Homecoming, yes, there yeah. Is one, there is one line of dialogue about his origin, and that's yeah. it. Brilliant. And because, Brilliant. let's be honest, we have seen Uncle Ben die so but many times. You, but, even if you haven't, but even if you haven't, you can do storytelling where you don't need to do origins. Every comic, every spy, when I was a child, every Spider-Man, every Spider-Man issue was like, the first three panels or whatever, first page was like, Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider. He was a high school student. <laughs> and now he fights crime and he's worried about his life. But I'm not joking. Look, one of the things that I loved most about Spider-Man 2 was they did the whole origin thing in the opening titles. Brilliant. But that's great. The one thing I will say about the Two-Face origin in The Dark Knight, and maybe we should do a podcast about it. And it is told, don't get me wrong, they tell it well. But, but I, what pissed me off was the fact that they didn't need an origin. Yeah, but I like it. the fact that his origin comes out of yes it's a consequence i i do agree it's with not that. just I a consequence he, yeah. he's half joker and half yeah. batman and yeah, and literally yeah, what got him to that point was literally half of it was with the joker putting him there <coughs> half of it was batman failing to save him yes and that that then that struggle of him being half that psycho and half that kind of not bit like like guardian and, yeah yeah no, and, i get you and the whole thing was like what I loved about it was the concept. He was see, I always saw it as he was a consequence of. So Two Face isn't important in the film. No, he is a really. consequence. He's almost a he's a victim. Yes, which is good. exactly. Again, that's good. But that is or a good. victim that is of good. this war yeah, between yeah. Joker and Batman. And if yeah. anything, what annoys me most is not that he not that they kill him in that film, because actually for me that works. What annoys me most is they no. don't pay off that the consequences of that in the dark knight rises because for me fair enough yes fair if you enough. want to take batman away from being batman it's not because oh i've got a sore leg and i don't want to fight anymore i hated, all that. I hated all of that it's it's actually awful. because 
my my hubris, my action, my focus, my desire, my obsession to stop the Joker destroyed yes, yes. brilliant man who yes. then killed people because of it. Yeah. That's that, how that, I would have thought. That, that blood is on his hands sort of thing. Yeah. yeah I, I, I agree with you. And they never exploited it, that. No, but I just thought it would also, be a fucking hell of a thing to bring that guy back right, yes. to be Batman. Yeah. And that hell of a thing is Redemption. a guy who wants to destroy Gotham. Redem- redemption yeah. yeah no i completely i'm dude i am with you 100 and it just but just from a practical <laughs> practical is the wrong word just just like i say the dichotomy of no origin and playing with origin yeah and spending so long on an origin just to kill him and then like you say almost no consequences and but also not only that that situation then supposedly making batman in exile and you kind of go why would he be just pin it on the joker yeah just been a, he's killed everybody. It's also still partly the Joker's responsibility. Why? You don't need to leave anywhere. You could be the guy who, who stopped it. That bit really... It's, it's a very romantic notion when he says he's the hero that, that, that Gotham needs and all that stuff. That's fine. But then he has to go away. Yeah. Doing something and, that wasn't really... It just it doesn't make... That really wound me up. It, it, it doesn't... I, I get that. You don't need I, that. I like the fact that at the end, they, they keep him as a renegade. And again... At the end of the film, they... You can still back... be a renegade, but he doesn't have to be exiled. Do you know no, what I mean? they put him back as being a renegade. And again, like, the payoff in the next movie, like, is I have to be... Like, I don't want to be Batman anymore. <laughs> they don't want yeah. to be Batman anymore. Like, I've got so to be why Batman. Bo- why bo- why bother? <laughs> but now I've got to be Batman because Bane wants to destroy the city. And then, actually, oh, okay, I'm going to come back. Oh, shit, now all the police, like, they've got Bane, but now, actually, they're still hunting me. Right. I've got to kind of defeat Bane in the right way, win over Gotham City, and at the end I become the hero that they actually need and will. Mm. Or, alternatively, yeah. Bane can just be a front man for some fucking woman I, I slept hated, with. hated all like, of that. That was so over. bad. It's so, so bad. So, Ross, where can, our, where can our wonderful audience find out more about you? Jesus, why would you? Um... Uh, <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> you want to hear me rant more about anyway um so it's at ross boyask on all the social things uh at evo films uk for evolutionary films on all the social things we have many interesting films coming out in the coming uh months and you know years and stuff <laughs> all being well uh, and then uh, at vengeance film uk to follow uh the escapades of the vengeance film franchise uh which is going to be on netflix in october in the uk oh cool so it's kind uh, of vengeance one or two uh, well, Vengeance 1 is available to watch for free on Amazon Prime, if you have it, mm-hmm. which is just called Vengeance. Uh, and Vengeance, uh, essentially, I Am Vengeance Retaliation, which is the sequel, will be on Netflix in October in the UK. I don't know the exact date yet, but it's... Awesome. That's really cool. That's great news. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're thrilled. <clears throat> That'd be great. And, like, if everyone watches it, we can maybe get it into the top 10. Oh, let's do it. Because that is the most... I mean, let's be honest... That's a fucking random selection of shit most days. Like, you look at it and you kind of go, Oh, yeah. A what? film from 30 years ago is trending in the top 10. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, I remember I back really in... excited, <clears throat> Dude, I'm really excited that Cobra Kai is number one. Oh, That's my God. Great. Like, social. That is really exciting. Facebook. Everyone's talking about Cobra Kai. And I'm like, I was on two this years fucking ago, week two, years, two, two years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> and like, now, but everyone's talking great. about it. And everyone's, I've not heard anyone say anything bad about it. No, it's because it's really great. It made me like a film I don't like. Yeah, it's, it's weird, it's, right? It's a and and I've heard a rumor 
that Elizabeth Shue has been seen I've on heard set. That too. Yeah, I've heard really? about this as well. Yeah. Oh my God! Please be true. Please be true. Please. Yeah. Please. Very exciting. Um, Find out more about the podcast at www.philsquickreview.co.uk. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram. And you can check us out on Facebook as well. Also, exciting news. I had an email this morning which invited us to become part of Amazon's new podcasting platform on on Amazon Prime Music. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. So, with that, but at some point we'll be available on the Amazons as well, which means you'll be able to go, um, Alexa, play Ross and Phil talk movies, and it will. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> and I'll be doing that every day. Genuinely excited. Um, look, thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, at some point with another exciting episode where um, I don't get really stressed about a film that came out this year. Or, or we will talk about like Bill and Ted, Hard Kill, and. Um, uh, new mutants and one of us will lose our shit at some point over that thanks for listening rate review and do everything on itunes and everything else we love you uh, <laughs> and ross stop sexting uh, chris nolan no <laughs> well, are you sexting him or is he sexting you backwards it's definitely mutual and, and i don't care who knows and in the me too world listen, well, that's what's no important matter, no matter how much he denies it just know that it's true yeah and and, and being mutual and consensual in this world we live in now is important uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Shit. <laughs> <laughs>